trying to say is that it's more of an organic process to develop an ecosystem. And it's not really about government programs. It's really about changing the culture of a region or a community to embrace risk-taking, uh, to embrace entrepreneurship, of course, but to embrace uh, creativity and difference. Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. All right, another week. Welcome to Appalachia Meets World. Here we are. It's Will and Neil back again. Neil, still kicking. Just had the holiday weekend. How was your How was your holiday? I heard Man. actually. I heard from a listener yeah. that you really blew things up. Literally, yeah, we, we yes, yes. That's how we do it down here. I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> Need to try to make it next year. But uh, you know, we I heard you we, do we it like our fireworks in Appalachia. It was uh, it was quite the show, actually. Uh, <laughs> my son videoed the whole show, so if you want to watch it, you can uh, check out Maddox Warren on on YouTube. <laughs> Twenty seven minutes of fireworks, baby. You videoed the whole thing. <laughs> yes, the whole thing. I didn't know that till today. You know, we do it every year. We put on a big fireworks show for the entire neighborhood, and. Uh, there's lots of people in the backside of my house back here and separate property. You know what I'm talking about. Nobody else does, but anyway, everybody comes down and kind of hangs out and I put out chairs for everybody and just sit back and watch the show. America. It's a lot of fun though. America. America, baby. We had, uh, American flags flying everywhere and had a little food beforehand. I smoked a couple briskets and a Boston butt. It was good. Nice. Good times. We went to a parade and my kids were comatose on candy at, at that point. They they didn't see the fireworks. <laughs> oh, they didn't make it with the fireworks. Yeah, so no, the I, candy I, from the parade, they were they were done. Oh. As you know, I have one that, that doesn't need to watch fireworks, nine month old, and we put him to bed at eight about eight fifteen, eight thirty. Never even woke up. I mean, this kid wow. will sleep through anything. If they can sleep through the Fourth of July, you, you, you're doing something right. <laughs> um, well, to that point, uh, Derby, my German short-haired pointer. Most dogs are scared of fireworks, you know. When they started going off here, you know, you can hear them around our area. And I already knew he was not gun shy, but he is definitely not scared of fireworks. He snoozed right through, <laughs> right through them all too. <laughs> I don't know if good. that's a good thing or bad thing. Yeah, that? exactly. <laughs> so that's Definitely not, good not a protector. Huh? Yeah, it's good times though, man. Good times. So I guess that's the "Where Are You From" segment. We are that. That's our local news, local news, and yep. regional news tonight. Um, Fire in the sky, which uh, kind of leads us into this. Well, not really leads us into, but this episode is kind of part two of entrepreneurship. We have a guest on tonight that's going to talk a little bit about a about a valuable resource to Appalachia in regards to entrepreneurial ecosystems. Uh, I think we can we can go ahead and get into that tonight if you want. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, let, let's, let's go ahead and dive in. Let's reach out to Eric and get it going. We have with us today, Eric Pages. He is the president of EntreWorks Consulting, which is an economic development and policy firm focused on helping communities and organizations achieve their entrepreneurial potential. He has a lengthy bio, which I'll read a little bit of, but 
I'll let him talk a little bit about what he does with EntreWorks. He has also been the policy director for the National Commission on Entrepreneurship. He served as vice president for policy and programs at the Business Executives for National Security. And he's been the director of the Office of Economic Conversion Information for the Economic Development Administration, as well as working on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., uh, so he has a, a, uh, an illustrious career. We are honored to have him on the show and, and, and appreciate him being here. So Eric, welcome. And again, thanks. Thanks, Will. It's great to be here with you. Just a little bit about our podcast. We, we ground ourselves on uh, being a podcast about place and perspective. And as part of that, you know, obviously Neil and I are from Appalachia and Appalachians are big on tradition. And as part of that, Neil and I, our, our family, have this tradition of having appetizers over the holidays. Appetizers are a big deal for us, just a big spread of appetizers. So I wanted to ask you just to kick it off. Do you have a favorite appetizer or just a holiday dish? Probably hot crab dip is our family tradition at uh, Christmas. So uh, that would be the one that we would probably do. Nice, nice. Uh, I don't think we've heard that yet. (laughs) There you go. My mom was a good cook, so. <laughs> As most moms are, right? Yep. I, I uh, wanted to give you a chance. I, you know, like I said, I read briefly read your bio. It's very impressive, but I wanted to give you a chance to tell, tell the listeners a little bit about EntreWorks, about your work and, and your background and what you do. Well, thank you, Will. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I run a consulting firm called EntreWorks Consulting, and I'm based in Arlington, Virginia. And we work a lot in Appalachia, but we work all around the country. Um, and uh, we do all sorts of economic development, um, strategic planning and program evaluation. But my heart is really in working, uh, supporting entrepreneurial development in rural communities. Just to kind of give you a background, I'm not from Appalachia, but I'm, I'm from Appalachia adjacent. I, I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania, and uh, which is in southeastern Pennsylvania. And basically was a manufacturing town. And when I grew up, you know, basically everything went south for the manufacturing industry. And not wanting to see other communities have that experience. That's what interested me in economic development. And that's kind of what's been driving me ever since. I've run this firm for about 20 years, but it really all goes back to one of my first jobs out of college uh, was to work for my local congressman. uh, And we represented uh, a good chunk of the anthracite coal region of Pennsylvania, of of Eastern Pennsylvania. So sort of Pottsville, Pennsylvania, Schuylkill County, all the way up, that region goes up to Scranton and Wilkesbury. We didn't represent the northern part, but the southern part. So, I've uh, really been, you know, got started in economic development, working in Appalachia and in coal-impacted communities, and uh, have done a lot of work in that area ever since. Yeah, it's always interesting. You know, me and Neil obviously are from Eastern Kentucky, where coal has always been dominant. But it's always interesting to hear people from other small towns where they have these industries that are also dominant, whether like, like you said, manufacturing, whether it be other type of extractive industries. But once, you know, once those industries go south, like you said, a lot of the times the community goes with it. So that's kind of why we wanted to have this series on entrepreneurship to, mm-hmm. to talk about the importance of diversifying the economy. Right. One way to do that is through entrepreneurship. That's correct. And that's really one of the more important reasons why, you know, communities need to embrace this approach. Exactly. And so, I think a lot of people define entrepreneurship in different ways. They look at entrepreneurs, they look at growth entrepreneurs, they look at small businesses, but can you just, from your perspective, just kind of tell our listeners how you define entrepreneurship and should it look the same everywhere? So I define it very, very broadly. It's kind of, uh, I mean, I would say it's when you see an opportunity, 
out in the in the marketplace or in your community and you put together the resources to take advantage of that opportunity okay now that's super general but what that means to me is that it can be you know you can start a nonprofit venture you can start a, a mom and pop small business or a you know self-employment venture or you can start the next google or the next apple and I think one of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest you know, issues we face in Appalachia and across rural America is people think I can't be an entrepreneur or, uh, you know, we don't have entrepreneurs in our community because they think, you know, if you, you ask a person to think about what's an who's an entrepreneur, what do they think about Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg or people like that. And they say, well, I can't be that. That's Silicon Valley tech people. But no, everyone can be an entrepreneur. And that's the most exciting thing about it is that it opens up opportunities for everybody. I'm not a person that loves Steve Jobs or, you know, reads the bio of Steve Jobs, but I like entrepreneurship because it's a, a way for people to empower themselves and to empower their communities. And, and as far as uh, communities, uh, that's a great answer. I've lived a lot of places and I've seen communities and small businesses develop, but, but it doesn't look the same everywhere, especially in smaller rural towns. But to that point, there's, there's this talk now about not necessarily moving away from small projects that help entrepreneurs, but kind of shifting towards more of building these networks or these systems around what a lot of people are referring to as entrepreneurial ecosystems around a region or around a state. Uh, can you just help our listeners understand what we mean when, when people talk about entrepreneurial ecosystems and why it's very important to develop or foster entrepreneurship? Yeah, that's a great, great, uh, great question, Will. Um, you know, the concept of the ecosystem is really, really important to capture. And, you know, it sounds a little jargony. It sounds a little bit odd. But what the reason we use that term is because what you're trying to really get at is, you know, again, oftentimes people would say, well, I want to be the next Silicon Valley. So what I need to have is some venture capital and some technology firms. And it's kind of this like recipe. And what we're really trying to say is that it's more of an organic process to develop an ecosystem. And it's not really about government programs. It's really about changing the culture of a region or a community to embrace risk-taking, uh, to embrace entrepreneurship, of course, but to embrace uh, creativity and difference and doing things differently. And you really do that. You know, we all often say, you know, building an ecosystem takes all hands on deck. It requires the education system to be involved, the social service agencies to be involved, the business community, of course, to be involved, but pretty much everybody so that everybody is kind of rowing in the same direction. You know, again, people are encouraged to pursue their dreams, to take a chance. And if they do take a chance to start a business, they go out and they can receive all the business kinds of support they need. And if they fail, that's fine, too because it's a learning experience, but there's also resources and capacity and uh, a welcoming environment to help cushion that fall and help them dust themselves off and do it again if they want. So it's kind of the, the whole, whole range of kind of support tools and uh, uh, cultural attributes are, are essential to an ecosystem. So that's why we use that term so that people don't think, well, if we just get this government grant, we're gonna have entrepreneurship yeah, in our right. community. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm glad you used the word, word culture. Because uh, a lot of the times, you know, that's the most important important aspect of just developing a culture around entrepreneurship. Right. I know when I was younger, especially in school, if you were an entrepreneur, you were someone who was out of a job. You didn't you didn't become an entrepreneur. You, you became, uh, you know, doctor, a lawyer, or at least you tried to go down that path in regards. I had to the exact same experience growing up. I mean, I, yeah. I would have never thought to start a business in my twenties. Never. <laughs> 
Right. And the reason why, really the reason why we wanted to definitely have you on, on the show was to talk about the work that you've done in Appalachia. And as part of that, you know, we talked about a lot of towns in Appalachia uh, being dominated by one industry, but it's also changing in mindset. Like, like we said around culture, it's, it's hard to get people to suddenly shift from working a job or working in one industry to become an entrepreneur or to even think about that. So in your work through Appalachia, you know, what did you find unique about supporting entrepreneurship and what were some of the challenges that you, that you encountered while you were working in Appalachia? Right. Again, great question. So I, I just, you know, again, I want to just, if I could just double down a little bit on this culture issue before I answer your question is, I mean, I think it, that is the essential piece is transforming that culture. And, you know, I often joke, but, you know, the great test in a community is if you go to church, you go to a softball game, you go to the kids boys scouting event or something like that, and you tell people you're going to start a business, what's the reaction? Do people say, good for you, go for it? Or do they say, are you sure you want to do that? It's too risky. You know, that's very risky. That's a good way, you know, kind of funny, uh, you know, not totally serious way to gauge whether you've got an entrepreneurial culture in your community. You right. Know, and a lot, a lot of times sort of- in Appalachia and in the past, it's, it's entrepreneurship ha- has evolved out of necessity. Correct. And that's it, you know, so again, this is what we find in Appalachia, and actually you find this in rural America more generally, is that, uh, you know, there are, you know, people have to patch together income by having multiple jobs. So people, to a certain extent, do go out there and start these ventures. And so, you know, you often see, you know, places like Vermont and Wyoming, when you look at national rankings, those are the places that have the highest rates of, uh, you know, self-employment, because they're, you know, states that are largely rural. You know, all states have lots of rural sections, but those are states that are almost exclusively rural, right? So that's why they rank the highest in terms of the per capita. But anyway, so one of the issues in Appalachia is one is, you know, to help people identify opportunities. That's key. Um, you know, so where, where, where is something where I can build a business or a nonprofit venture around it? But again, I think one of the biggest cultural challenges in Appalachia, I think we're a little bit beyond that issue of people understanding that entrepreneurship can be a good thing. I think because of investments from the Appalachian Regional Commission and others, and they've been doing this for almost 20 years, right? Talking about this. So some of that I think is less pronounced than it had been in the past, the sort of, I can't be an entrepreneur. But I think the big challenge going forward is to get people to be more ambitious about their businesses. So it's not just, I'm gonna have the best restaurant in Beckley, West Virginia, you know, I got to have a restaurant that's going to attract people from all over, or I'm going to, I'm not going to be the best, you know, the best web designer in Pikeville, right? I'm going to be have a web designer who just happens to do business in Pikeville, but does business all around the country or around the world. Hopefully that's what we want to get. So that's one of the biggest challenges I think going forward. Yeah. Do you want to just talk briefly? I know you mentioned the work you have done in Appalachia. You want to talk briefly about that work and what it what it looked like yeah so i i've, I've done a, a number of projects for the appalachian my firm and, and business partners uh, along along with us have done a number of projects for the appalachian regional commission the appalachian regional commission really is the first federal agency that had a program that was you know specifically said we're going to support entrepreneurship you might have federal agencies funding a business incubator but this was you know where we we're going to have a cultural change kind of strategy so that really goes back to the late 1990s uh, for, for the Appalachian Regional Commission. So, you know, they were very prescient about this. 
But more recently, uh, I led a project what called entrepreneurial ecosystems and strengthening entrepreneurial ecosystems in Appalachia. And that project was really to look at, you know, soup to nuts, you know, what's going on in communities across Appalachia in terms of supporting people that want to start businesses, uh, to help businesses grow fast, and then to also look at, you know, case studies of communities across the region, places that were doing it right. So we did case studies of Asheville, uh, North Carolina, of Athens, Ohio, of Garrett County, Maryland, um, you know, a number of communities across, uh, and then really made a series of recommendations, you know, for for the Appalachian Regional Commission, for state government, for local government, for community leaders, and for entrepreneurs as well. And then the last piece of it, and uh, you know, I know you're well aware of this, Will, uh, there's also a database at arc.gov slash ecosystems, where if you live in Appalachia, there, you know, we have data on startup rates and high growth business um, activity uh, for every all 420 counties uh, that are in the Appalachian region. So it was a very comprehensive set of studies and it was really was a two two year research effort to, to do that work. And that really was one of the, you know, to me, if I look back, uh, you know, on projects that I've worked on in almost 20 years of consulting, that was really one of the more rewarding and interesting projects I've ever worked on. Yeah, I, and, I, and we can talk about this more in a minute. And I've, I've looked at that website. It's really cool. Some, some of the work that you've done uh, putting that together. But as you were doing the work, you said you had recommendations. But what are some of the principles for just building this uh, robust or, or ecosystem in Appalachia? And to that point, what should an ecosystem look like in regards to size? Like you said, Appalachia in regards to ARC is, is 420 counties, 13 states, 25 million people. How big should an ecosystem be? How small should it be? What, what, what's the breadth? What's the capacity? What, just what should it look like in Appalachia? And there may not be a single answer, but just to give our listeners an idea of what we're talking about. Right. So, I mean, you really need to be thinking about these as a kind of a regional scale. When I say regional, I don't mean all of Appalachia, but I mean bigger than one county, bigger than one, one town. Because one of the biggest issues with, with a, a successful ecosystem is you've got to have a, a flow of ideas and you've also got to have, you know, the capacity just in terms of the basic resources to build an ecosystem. It's not super expensive, certainly in comparison to, you know, building a highway interchange or, you know, some of the other things that we talk about in economic development. But it does require some resources. And so you really, you know, you need to think multi-county would be kind of my one size fits all answer, which it's going to depend on your community. So you want to think bigger than yeah, that. That's not, that's not always the easiest answer to get to. Right. right. No, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, and we deal with this all the time in terms of economic development, but you want people from different walks of life to come together. I mean, one of the biggest challenges in rural America is that business networks are closed. Right. So you've got the guys that sit down at the diner or they're at the golf club, or there's a, you know, a private group and, effective ecosystem program is open to everybody from every walk of life from every type of business not just the quote unquote a real businesses that people will say or you know you know anybody that has an idea that's thinking about starting a business if you do an ecosystem right it's open to all because you you know when you get more ideas you get better ideas you get more collisions good things happen when you open things up to diverse ideas and diverse perspectives if I, I think of like the essential building blocks for communities to get started, okay, is, you know, ideally you should have young people in your community exposed to entrepreneurship, preferably in the K to 12 system, they have classes, but if not, you know, 
in youth serving organizations, YMCA, FFA, 4-H, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, things like that, you know, Boys Club and Girls Club. That's an essential thing. And then the other thing is you've got to have a venue for people to get together that are entrepreneurs. So it's like first Tuesday of every month, we have a meetup in our town. Anybody that's interested in entrepreneurship, you know, go to that. You know, that's, you need to have a sort of regular programming of that site. Those are really two essential early building blocks. Yeah. Neil and I have talked about this before, how important educating the youth, but also leadership uh, in a community to help drive the culture to foster entrepreneurship. Yes, that's exactly right. Very essential. Yeah. One of the things I did want you to talk about, or you already talked about it, but just to let the listeners know where they can find the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Appalachia webpage and and how it can be helpful, how they can utilize it and, and what they can do when they get there. Yes. Yeah, so, so the website that you should check out is, is that it's arc.gov slash ecosystems. And that'll take you to a website that's got a library of reports. There's a sort of policy recommendations. As I said, there's also case studies of communities. And our case studies, we looked at some places that are really doing a great job in terms of uh, building an ecosystem, a place like Asheville. But we also looked at places that were kind of in the process and were learning along the way because really what those, those case studies were really designed to help someone at the community level that wants to do this. So, you know, you need, you learn not just from success, but you learn from failures as well, or, you know, from, from the process of doing that. And then last but not least, the final piece of that website is that there's, as I said, there's data on what's going on in terms of of how many businesses are getting started, how many growth businesses uh, there are in all 420 counties across Appalachia but there's some incredible information on that website that you can find out not only about these case studies, but also find out about your community. And, you know, the dot, I think you were used the term dynamism. Yes. About the counties within Appalachia. And that's really what you're trying to, you know, via, via support for entrepreneurship, that's what you're trying to do is create dynamism in your economy. That means lots of businesses starting. It may also mean businesses failing. Right. I mean, that's not a bad sign necessarily. What you want is churn in your community, uh, because typically what we find out is that, you know, when a business is replaced by another business, the new business is almost by definition more efficient, more productive uh, and, you know, creates more wealth and more jobs in your community. Um, right. <laughs> a lot of the times I know throughout Appalachia, especially the, of, of the small town where we grew up, this idea of risk aversion and a lot of the times in small rural towns we're kind of scared of risk or right. we like like the things that are more like the job that's always going to be there so just yeah just changing that mindset in regards to you know you you can take a risk you can fail but fail quickly and 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 learn how to pivot yeah and i mean again i think this is all part of the, the economic change we're going through and i you know if I had the crystal ball, I'd be a much more successful consultant than I am. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is really kind of a change in how people's careers are, are driven. You know, it's not you become an entrepreneur at 25 and then you retire at 75 or whatever it is, having been an entrepreneur, you know, with the same business for 50 years. It's not going to work like that. It's going to be you're going to probably work for somebody for five years and you might have a business for a few years. You might, um, you know, then go back, take a quote unquote real job and go off, do that. I mean, I, my own, you know, one of the reasons I started a business was that, uh, well, one, I wanted to kind of pursue this. I thought about it for a long time, but it was also like, 
it gave me an opportunity to have a little more control over my schedule on my life. So I was there for my kids at that point in their, in, in their lifetimes, you know, it's worked out well, but you know, it wasn't just, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to ride this into the, into retirement. It was more that worked for my life at, the, at that point in my life. So, I, you know, my career pattern and my life pattern, and you know, that's how most people are going to be. And, you know, if my business went South tomorrow, I'd just go get a job. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Right. Um, and, and it's like you said, it, it's not, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, but that's that's the important thing behind these ecosystems and behind these networks to help you where you need help. Um, right. in the process. And again, you know, what we know is that, you know, for, for most entrepreneurs and certainly most entrepreneurs in Appalachia, you know, we, we talk about the trinity of management where people, you know, there's really only three business skills you need. The doing, which could be making pizza, fixing cars, making websites, being a consultant, uh, the finance and the marketing. And most entrepreneurs are good at the thing that they're passionate about, that the doing, but they may not be good at finance and marketing. And that's what an ecosystem can provide to you. And you, you know, again, if you have an effective ecosystem, you don't need to do your own financing. You don't have to be the chief marketer for your organization. You get a partnership with someone else in the community or someone that you connected to in the community and you build entrepreneurial teams rather than lone wolf entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think that's an important point. And, and one thing, you mentioned on the website that you developed for Appalachia, it details the resources that you can find in your community. So if you're looking for those resources, you can go to that web website and, and search your own county, correct? And oh, yes. I, for, I forgot about that aspect of it, Will. Yeah. Yes. So it also has a, uh, a listing of resources. I would say that, you know, that, that part of the website, um, you know, you should use that to get yourself started, but um, because it's across the whole Appalachian region, it's not as detailed as it should be. And most, you know, I know Kentucky has has its own um, sort of uh, resource map, resource navigation tools, typically what we would call most most of the states and many of the larger communities have these kind of guidance tools um, so that, you know, you can actually, in a lot of cases, go on a website and say, you know, I've got a business in, in Pikeville, Kentucky, and I need help. Uh, uh, whatever, getting a patent, who can I talk to? And they'll say, you know, here's three or four organizations that help with patents, uh, things like that. So that's, you know, there's plenty of help out there. Uh, people just need to go out and look for it. Yeah, great. that's that's great. Oh, you know, you mentioned that ARC has been doing this for the last 20 years with throughout Appalachia. So if the community is looking to get started, if they haven't been down this path in regards to economic development and entrepreneurship, can they reach out to you if they have some questions? Directly? Yes, they can certainly reach out to me. Our website is uh, www.entreworks.net. And again, I'm you know more than happy to, to refer people to, to local folks uh, that can help them. I don't, you know, I think it's never been easier to start a business in the United States than it is right now because of all the online resources and uh, you know, sort of the change in perspective. So it's easy to get started. I mean, actually, it's easy, easy to get started. It's harder to sustain the momentum, right? People get a lot of energy when, when they start an entrepreneurship program. But, you know, sustaining the energy is actually the real challenge, uh, you know, keeping it going for multiple years. Because you really do need to commit to this for, for multiple years. I mean, if you're, you want to see big changes in your community via an entrepreneurship strategy, that's a five to 10-year kind of investment effort that you're going to be involved with. Yeah, I mean, not investment always in cash, time and resources, time and staff resources. Yeah, I think that's a good point. It, it's it's never, uh, people are always looking for that silver bullet. It's, right. it's not a silver bullet, but it's definitely a commitment over time. 
Yeah. And again, you know, one of the things we often advise communities when they think about economic development is treat it like your retirement portfolio, where it's diversified. So you you might want to try to continue to recruit businesses, which, of course, is the traditional strategy. But you also want to invest in entrepreneurship. You want to invest in retaining the businesses that are there already. You want to invest across multiple different things so that you've got multiple different economic drivers in your community. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Um, you're just a wealth of knowledge and, and, and to ha- have you on the episode and have our listeners just to understand what you do and, and, and the work that you've been doing is just incredible and very informational. And we, we appreciate the time and you, you being here. And, well, th- well, thanks. Thanks, Will, Will to, to you and, your, and Neil. And uh, uh, thank you for the opportunity and thank you for doing this podcast, which is, which is excellent. And, and it's EntreWorks Consulting. It, it, no one caught that in the beginning. Right. Well, thank you very much, Will. All right. We definitely appreciated Eric's time on this episode. It was a perfect, perfect segue into entrepreneurial ecosystems and how how they have been developed and or can be developed in Appalachia. Uh, the resource he was talking about on the episode is definitely beneficial. Any community out there trying to develop an ecosystem, but also for entrepreneurs that are looking for those resources. For the of place segment tonight, I think I'll just talk again about entrepreneurship in, in Appalachia. Appalachia has a long legacy of innovation and entrepreneurship that dates back really to the 1880s. Industry has taken over that has brought jobs to where we have worked for others, others that typically weren't always from the region. With the idea of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial ecosystems, we just need to get back to celebrating the creation of wealth and not the redistribution of it. If you want to utilize some of the stuff he was talking about, if you want to learn more about what an entrepreneurial ecosystem is or why it matters, you can go to that website and read the literature review. Uh, If you want to see what a vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem looks like in Appalachia, you can read the case studies. And just to that point, there are a number of case studies in it. I'm just going to list them all here. They were in Asheville, North Carolina, in Athens, Ohio, Cattaraugus County, New York, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in New River Gorge slash Greenbrier Valley, West Virginia, in the Shoals region of Alabama, in Garrett County, Maryland, and in Southwest Virginia. All these places varied in regards to entrepreneurship. Some have a long history of supporting entrepreneurs. Some are, are kind of new to the game. Others are thriving. And, and some of the places have found more challenges. But what they all have in common is that they all are building a sustainable ecosystem. This is a great uh, episode to get us ready for our, our next episode, which is uh, a, a former coal miner turned entrepreneur uh, that lives in eastern Kentucky and is doing great things over in uh, Martin County, Inez, Kentucky. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Definitely. Just to get us there, I'll, I'll say like I always do, uh, till next time. Peace. I'm up in the mountains again. I'm getting lighter. The air's getting thin. Now I'm facing down with a grin. I've been in the city too long Sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs Now I'm back up where I belong In the mountains